Exclusive to Jacaranda FM. It's The Drive with Rob and Roz. Jacaranda FM. It's The Drive with Rob and Roz. And on the show today, a very scary guest. It's Mark Rose Christie, who is the owner and host of Mystery Ghost Tours. Welcome to the show, Mark. Very nice to be here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to have you in the run-up to Halloween. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the, the history of the holiday itself? Yes, quite easily. Um, a primitive peoples, when it came to harvest time, they worried about their crops and their cattle. If there was a drought or a flood or the cattle were infected by some disease, they, they thought that spirits were causing it. So they put on rather ugly clothing to scare the spirits away. And then they also put out food and drink um, to try and appease the spirits, in fact. And then, of course, even in ancient Rome, the head of the household would remove his shoes don't laugh, Roz. Only his shoes, nothing else, okay? <laughs> and he'd walk through the house throwing little beans over his shoulder as treats, hoping that the spirits would consume them and not play their tricks on the household, hence trick or treat. And then um, the Celts took it over. They called it Samhain, today's Irish, Scottish, and so forth. And then the church took it over. They called it All Holy Evening, All Hallowed Evening. And then it just became Hello Even and then Halloween. So the word got shorter and shorter. It became a contraction. Today, of course, we know that these are natural disasters not caused by any spirits. So now it's just a fun time for kids to go out with adults and get lots and lots of sweets and chocolates and hopefully not end up with diabetes. (laughs) Have you found, because I'm a mom, I have two kids, and Halloween since my son was really little, it seems to be getting more and more traction. Like there's a neighborhood trick or treat. There's yes. all these things that weren't around when I was a kid. So why do you think we've seen the growth in Halloween in South Africa specifically? Because we always knew it as an American holiday. Well, it, it wasn't at first an American holiday, but uh, Americanism has spread right through to South Africa with everything. I mean, we have the word woke and we have cancel culture and it's awesome and it's pretty cool. And so everything comes from America these days, yeah. basically. And so we have found over the past 20 years that it really has grown substantially in all five uh, cities. Well, we've got eight cities, but we're running in five this year. We're running in Johannesburg, uh, Pretoria, um, Heidelberg, Cullinan, um, Cape Town. So, uh, yeah, we're running all over the country. I was going to ask why were you running in Heidelberg and Cullinan, but I suppose if you run ghost tours, you've got to go where the ghosts are. We have to. And the thing is, you know, it's not just the large cities that people like. Mm. With Cullinan, oh, look, we also do Parais, but we're not doing Halloween for Parais. Um, with Cullinan and Heidelberg, it's also a getaway experience for people. They, Some of them stay over and they have a whole next day to do all the things that they are to do in town. They're quaint little towns and are really charming. I was going to say, I've been to Cullinan recently. I was there in kind of January this year in the daytime. And I can see how at nighttime Cullinan would be the place for a ghost tour. <laughs> and Heidelberg, well, all of the cities mm-hmm. actually, yeah. What got you into it in the first place? Well, I, you know, I studied psychology and sociology. I'm, I'm the only university degreed parapsychologist in the country because um, you have to study metaphysics as well, which I did. 
Um, but I'm primarily an entertainer. Um, I used to be a magician and an illusionist as well. Um, I had a car accident which damaged my spine, so I can't do all my big David Copperfieldy type shows mm-hmm. and and creep into tiny spaces and all that sort of thing. And I always wanted to um, do what I saw overseas, which were these ghost tours, and I wanted South Africa to have them, except we do a lot more. It's not just history and a little bit of ghost story. We add the science of the paranormal. I bend the key for the people to show them what psychokinesis is, which is what causes poltergeist phenomena, because poltergeists are not ghosts, right? They're caused by human beings. Um, people use dowsing rods on the tour as well to detect force fields. Uh, we talk about the architecture as well. There's a lot of entertainment. There's the odd clever scare and things like that. We don't run around in white sheets and things like that. But we've got, <laughs> but we've got some clever scares and clever sort of props here and there. What do you think people are going to get on the tour this year what's what are you doing differently because it's something you do often but it seems like it's just growing and growing so what what can they expect the besides the unexpected (laughs) (laughs) well uh first of all i must just uh, we're very lucky that we're running in five cities um toy zone sponsored us thankfully and because of that, we can run in five cities. We've got enough money to pay for all the advertising. As you know, advertising is very, very expensive yes. these days. And uh, so we're going to have a, a very playful time, if you think about it. I mean, it's for adults and mm. for kids, of course. Um, it's a little bit more um, adulty orientated, but that's only on the scientific side. On the entertainment side, it can be more of a kiddie orientated. So we sort of balance between the two. And we want to have a very playful attitude towards it uh, this year because of our sponsors, you know. So obviously this sort of playful attitude. So we're hoping everybody's going to get dressed up, put on their masks, bring their trident forks and all that. Not to chase any spirits away, but just for the whole spirit of the whole of Halloween and the festivity thereof. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> what is your? Do you have any like favorite standout stories around the country when it comes to paranormal activity oh, and yes. ghosts and stuff like? Which are the ones that stand out for you? And are there any that get more reaction out of the than audience? Others. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean, look at this Friday, the twenty uh, seventh, where we start in Johannesburg. What always fascinates people is the story of the poison murderess Daisy Demelka. You just have to mention her name, and everybody goes along with it. You know, and we go. You know, her prison cell is on our tour, and her footsteps. I've heard going up and down the cell. And why is that? It's because when she was sentenced to death, she was held at the old fort in Johannesburg. Constitution Hill now. Correct. Yes, yes. At the women's prison for a whole week. And she was very nervous about the fact that she was going to be hanged. So she is what we call a crisis ghost. There are different types of ghosts, you see. Yeah. Mm. Educate us. Uh, we go into the O Ratsal on Church Square. And when we go inside there, 
we see something that's very, very different. We see an orb that always appears in one of the chambers. It's a greeny blue color, and it moves across the wall, and people can look wherever they like to see where the source is coming from. They find nothing. We have never found anything. We ourselves, when we first saw it, left the chamber in a hurry. I would. So um, ghosts don't always manifest themselves. There's this energy which can start off like a mist and become a vortex or an orb uh, instead of fully manifesting itself. So that's another variation of that, okay? Um, then, of course, you also get your phantom hitchhikers that are on the road and all of that. I mean, in Heidelberg, for instance, everybody talks about the Spookbrug, the, the Spook Bridge, because your car rides up there. But what they don't know until they come on the tour is that there is another bridge further on where there is a phantom hitchhiker. Very much like in Cullinan, we have – she's not a hitchhiker – um, she's a very sad ghost. We call her the Lantern Lady, and she walks with a lantern at the station looking for her husband, and she does this repetitively. Now, this could be what is called a residual apparition. In other words, she's undergoing emotion. She's looking for her husband who never came back from the war, the Great War, and uh, because of that stress, her energy imprints onto the environment and then it replays itself just like a video so it's not a ghost because a ghost is a spirit or a soul yeah whereas a residual apparition is just a recording or an imprint on the environment which then re replays itself in a loop um they used to call it a replay ghost but ghost is the wrong word so residual apparition so there you go now you know a little bit about cullinan as well we also in cape town i believe you have a quite a reach uh, we uh, do yes yes and, and, and you have cape townians they love going to Tokai Manor, where there is an anniversary replay ghost that uh, appears once a year very vividly, but during the year not as vividly. And this was a chap called Extian who was boasting about his horse at his homestead called Tokai Manor. And uh, he went inside on his horse and he gave the horse a little drink and he had a drink as he boasted about his champion horse on New Year's Eve. And then they rang the bell, the horse got a fright, and the horse and the rider went outside, and the horse jumped this deathly leap down a staircase outside, and they both broke their necks and died instantly. A typical, exa a typical example of a residual apparition. Mark, are there still, after all of these years, because you speak about these things with so much passion, but also so clinically, like you've got the knowledge, you've got the expertise, are there things that you are still quite scared by or that you can't actually explain? Well, huh, we were at the cemetery and there was a gentleman standing next to me who turned around and he said, stop it. And I looked at, at him and his jacket collar was being lifted up and I could see this visibly, but there was nobody behind him to do it. <laughs> and that, that scared me. Um, that's the first time that I think I actually decided to walk very quickly away from that particular area where I was <laughs> telling the story. Um, uh, 
Cullinan, that there with the Lantern Lady, I, I think that really is one of the more interesting stories, although I must say the St. George's Church is interesting because it has some hidden chambers. And we had Sinner, you know, Gerald um, from the CakeNet um, series on the tour. And... Um, he detected a lot of activity in there, particularly a priest behind the altar. But we had two people on our tour once who decided to go into the church before we started. And the next minute I heard some yelling, so I ran to the front of the church and I said, what is going on? She said, no, we were walking out of the church and we heard these footsteps following us and I thought it was my friend and when I turned around, I saw she was right next to me. So I said, well, you see, you should not have gone into the church before I had a chance to tell you that they are footsteps that are heard within the first three meters <laughs> right in that church. So um, anyway, I interviewed them. Um, Heidelberg is also fascinating. That's on the 4th of November. Um, there at the train station, what is fascinating to me is that there is a soldier ghost, but it has no legs. Now, oh. why would that be? Okay. So, we found out that the the station, before it became a station, it was a farm. Okay. And so, owned by a private family. And somebody must have been undergoing some stress. They were recorded onto the environment. But today, there's a station there, and there's a platform. So being recorded at the lower level, which was once the ground when it was a farm. They've built the platform up. They've built the platform up, <laughs> and you don't see the legs. So you only see the top of this. Yeah. That's brilliant. Mm. <laughs> it must require a lot of... Uh, research, homework, I suppose. Mm. When you hear about locations, you hear about stories and so on, you've, you've got to go and establish a lot of background on what was happening here and who was here and what the story was. Like That part of the process as well must be quite fun. That is great fun to me. In fact, I have also learned a lot about architecture, geology, archaeology, mm. paleontology, mythology, quantum physics I talk about a lot. Um, but the research of the history is very fascinating, especially when somebody says, I saw such and such a ghost that looked like this, and they give you the exact description, and they don't know the history of their particular house or building, and then you go and research it, and you come across some old photographs, and that is where my hair stands up, <laughs> and you see that the description matches perfectly. Ah. Oh. Perfectly. So a lot of the places that you go on the tours are basically landmarks. I mean, you mentioned St. George's Church. You mentioned um, various places in Cullinan and here in Joburg, Pretoria, the Oratsal. How are you able to access these places after hours? Yes, well, you can't, unfortunately, in South Africa, access every single place. Um, there are places that are, a lot of places are owned by the government or local government, but we are lucky to get into quite a few places with permission, of course, and then also to all the cemeteries, and people find the cemeteries absolutely fascinating. I mean, the stories in the cemeteries are quite incredible themselves, as are some of the gravestones, some of the most beautiful graves, gravestones. For instance, Church Street, 
where a lot of the presidents and prime ministers of South Africa are buried, mm. has the most beautiful tombstone of an Anglo-Boer War soldier, a, a Boer soldier. Um, just that alone, the visual impact is absolutely superb, you know. Um but the histories, yes, absolutely. I mean, you go into the history of poison murderess, Daisy DeMelka. Yeah. But at the same time, you learn about the old fort at Constitution Hill. Uh, the view, um, which today is owned by the Transvaal Scottish Regiment, uh, that was the house of none other than Sir Thomas Cullinan, who found the biggest diamond. And that's in Johannesburg, right near where we started the Sunnyside Park Hotel, now Holiday Inn. And people love going there. They love going to Mike's Heritage House, yes. now called Mike's Kitchen. And over there, you see this apparition at the top of the staircase that was taken by Froa Care magazine. I was standing right next to the photographer. He took six photos with and without a flash. He said, I felt something cold go by. And the next minute, he showed us this picture. And you see James Goch in his white nightgown and white nightcap going down the stairs, which he did at night because he was the first photographer in Johannesburg to use flash photography, and he would go down to his darkroom. Some of the photographs, after 23 years of running these tours, are absolutely amazing. We don't have many, but those that we have, like the lady in black, for instance, she appears at the window at the Erasmus Castle in Pretoria. And sometimes she even moves the curtains, and we've got video footage of this. And it's owned by Armscore, and not even their staff are allowed into the building by day, let alone at night. So she, the first time that I saw her, I literally I, I ran. <laughs> I left the guests to take the video, and then I came back. Um, that that was that that was quite something else. I, I must have tell been you. in that building once in my entire life. And I remember looking around and going, this is a creepy looking place. I bet you there are ghosts here. And I didn't know there were. Yeah, I was in there once. I was shooting a TV show. It was a behind the scenes of a music video that was being shot there. And we were there in the middle of the day. And I was feeling creeped out. And there was a crew of like 50 people. There were people all around. But it was creepy and this is the lovely energy for going on a tour like this mm. i remember a couple of years ago we um i'm not going to use the words broken because that would be <laughs> naughty um mm. but we ended up on halloween nights mm-hmm. walking around the kempton park hospital in the which you of can't the do now because now they find you they watch out on halloween yeah. and they're all there and they find in fact we heard some people were imprisoned <laughs> Well, it definitely wasn't me a couple of years ago. (laughs) But also the experience of just being in a place and having the stories and feeling the energy and so on. It's incredible. Who should come on your tour? Everybody should come on the tour. You know, from eight... Eight years to 80, we we have a widespread audience, we really do, and we try to suit every taste. We do a bit of the science of the paranormal with demonstrations like the dowsing rods, the key bending, all that sort of stuff. Uh, We do the entertainment aspect. We have a little dark room or whatever that we use on the tours. We have a prop. I'm not going to say what the props are. Um, At the end of the tour in the cemetery, we have a very thrilling and chilling visual climax which really gets to everybody they absolutely love it and they all go berserk and they all clap their hands they totally and they thoroughly enjoy it and the sort of people that should come onto the tour are people who like or a obviously halloween and they want to have fun they want to get out it only happens once a year anyway 
Uh, I am thinking of retiring, so this might be our last Halloween that oh, no. we will be running in South Africa. Um, so um, if you have never been on our Halloween tours, come along because I don't know if I'm going to be around for next Halloween. I think I'll be retired by then. I'm taking early retirement. <laughs> uh, it certainly is attractive for kids as well, as I said, from eight upwards. Elderly people love the historical aspect of it. Then you get the ghost hunting types of people, and they like using our apps. We've got cell phone apps. And um, you can pick up EVPs, electronic voice phenomena, and um, it converts it into speech for you, and it shows you text. Um, and then we also have electromagnetic field meters as well, and uh, they can pick up the sort of energy fields around us at the same time. And one of the more recent apps is called the SLS Camera. And it actually gives you a green stick-like figure um, of, of a person. So I have everybody focus their cell phone cameras onto myself so that they can see the green stick-like figure. Then I say, hold your phones still, and I will walk out of frame. And then as I do that, I say, now move your cameras from side to side and let us enter the building and see if you catch any green <laughs> stick-like figures. Nice. How can people get details to come and join on the tour? They just go to the website, which is the three W's, mysteryghostproductions.coza. So that's mysteryghostproductions. Dot Coza. They shouldn't use the word tours. Yeah, so there it is. As Marcus said, they've got tours going on all over the place. There's Heidelberg, Cullinan, Pretoria, Joburg, Cape Town as well. If you've got family and friends down there, it's going to be an amazing thing to do for Halloween. Take the kids, take everybody out, go and have a look at some of the history in Joburg and go and be entertained by all the stories. I think it's going to be an incredibly fun weekend. Well, this is definitely going to be. And I love the parts where I can do the <laughs> my sort of dramatic um, uh, parts, aspects, because I, I come from the theater mm. so you know i'm not just a, a parapsychologist you see and i'm not just a scientist and i'm not just a historian but i'm also that entertainer and that's what a lot of people want that's why we like to call it infotainment and you can hear from my voice that when i talk sometime and i say now ladies and gentlemen we're at the very end of the tour and there's something else that you don't know about, and that is that humans are scared of the dark and also of the imagination. And so now, let us be quiet while I tell you a two-minute story of what it must be like to be lost in the Blair Witch Forest. It comes from that movie, The Blair oh, Witch Project. Do you remember film. that? You never ever saw the witch in it, did you? Nope. Never. They left it to your imagination, and they, and you saw everything from the camera's point of view, right? And then I start with this whole story, and um, and in, during the story, I do little things as well, and then at the end of the story, there's the thrilling, chilling. Visual <laughs> Climax 
Exclusive to Jacaranda FM. It's The Drive with Rob and Ross. Jacaranda FM.